Welcome back to John Wiki. I'm Luke. I'm Abby. And this is our podcast where I try and explain John Wick to me through Wikipedia pages. Currently, I know that there's probably going to be lots of fighting and potentially only very small roles for women because we have covered neo-noir and action films up to this point. This time, we're covering... Well, we've got to read through the next part, but it is literally the next phrase in the sentence, thriller film. And in case anybody wants to know, we have yet to reach the end of the first sentence of the first... (laughs) The first sentence of this Wikipedia article. Thriller film. It's a movie that's kind of scary. You know I'm going to make more references to Thriller. Uh, so yes, this time we are discussing Thriller film. What do you know about Thriller films? Uh, they exist. Um, Alfred Hitchcock? Okay. <laughs> I think that that kind of covers it in a lot of ways. I guess that's kind of more suspense. So lots of people popping out from the woodwork and um, does does Psycho count? Yeah. Okay, I've never seen Psycho but you know, random people brandishing knives Mm -hmm. and Alfred Hitchcock. That is my summary of thriller films. It's a decent summary. We have an image up at the top. It kind of looks like this lady's getting stabbed in the back by this other lady. Or being very harshly judged. No, she definitely just got a knife through the spine. And you're too late. You give knife stabbings a bad name. A common theme in thrillers involves innocent victims dealing with deranged adversaries, as seen in Hitchcock's film Rebecca in 1940 where Miss Danvers tries to persuade Miss De Winter to lead to her death. That was the caption for the creepy picture, by the way. Mm Mm-hmm. Thriller film, also known as suspense film or suspense thriller, is a broad film genre that involves excitement and suspense in the audience. The suspense element, found in most films' plots, is particularly exploited by the filmmaker in this genre. Tension is created by delaying what the audience sees as inevitable and is built through situations that are menacing or where escape seems impossible. The cover-up of important information from the viewer and fight and chase scenes are common methods. No, I read that sentence correctly. Mm -hmm. That, That makes very little sense. That is a bad sentence. The cover-up of important information from the viewer and yeah it should be it doesn't say common methods of what (laughs) they're just they're common methods of something guys they're common methods used in thriller films or like the cover-up of important information from the viewer and fight and chase scenes are often used in thriller movies that would be a better sentence there yeah we found our hey we got one paragraph in and found our first bad sentence of the wikipedia page so buckle in RFL0216 didn't fix that three days ago. Come on, RFL0216. Get good. Life is typically threatened in thriller film, such as when the protagonist does not realize that they are entering a dangerous situation. 
Thriller films, characters conflict with each other often or with outside force, or with an outside force, which can sometimes be abstract. The protagonist is usually set against a problem, such as an escape, a mission, or a mystery. There is only a single citation in that entire paragraph. Thriller films are typically hybridized with other genres. Hybrids commonly include action thrillers, adventure thrillers, fantasy, and science fiction thrillers. Ugh. You don't like that science fiction. If I could physically get any further away from you without falling off the bed right now, I would do that. Thriller films also share a close relationship with horror films, both eliciting tension. In plots about crime, thriller films focus less on the criminal or the detective and more on generating suspense. Common themes include terrorism, political conspiracy, pursuit, and romantic triangles oh, leading to murder. Oh my god, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> In 2001, the American Film Institute, AFI, made its selection of the top 100 greatest American heart-pounding and adrenaline-inducing films of all time. The 400 nominated films had to be American-made films whose thrills have enlivened and enriched America's film heritage. AFI also asked jurors to consider the... Total adrenaline-inducing impact of the film's artistry and craft. You can probably take it down, like, 10% maybe. We're, we are coming in very, very loud. <laughs> Don't scream at the microphone. It's our friend. History, 1920s to 1930s. There is another caption, which is of James Stewart in Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window. Receiving four Academy Award nominations, Rear Window is considered to be one of Hitchcock's best and one of the greatest movies ever made. I've seen that one. Me too. One. Wait. No, I've seen Vertigo. I've not seen... I don't think I've seen Rear Window. I've seen the Simpsons episode that they did based on it. I win. Oh. One of the earliest thriller films was Harold Lloyd's comedy, Safety Last. In 1923, with a... No, no, I believe it is comedy. Safety last! With a character performing a daredevil stunt on the side of a skyscraper. Alfred Hitchcock's first thriller was his third silent film. The Lodger, a story of the London Fog. 1926, a suspenseful Jack the Ripper story. His next thriller was Blackmail. 1929, his and Britain's first sound film. His notable 1930 thrillers include The Man Who Knew Too Much, 1934, which I've seen, The 39 Steps, 1935, and The Lady Vanishes, 1938. The latter two ranked among the greatest British films of the 20th century. That does actually have a citation. Did he do Strangers on a Plane? Strangers on a Train? The one about the train murder that they just did a remake of recently. Yeah. I don't know what that one's actually called. Strangers on a Train. Okay. Because it's about strangers who meet on a train and they're like, hey, we all have people who we'd love to kill. What if we kill each other's person? No, that's not the one I'm thinking of, though. It's that one about... 
the lady who disappears on the it, it might be the lady vanishes one of the earliest spy films was Fritz Lang's Spies, 1928, the director's first independent production with an anarchist international conspirator and criminal spy character named Haji, Haji, played by Rudolf Kleinroch, who is pursued by good guy agent number 326, Willie Fritsch. This film would be an inspiration for the future James Bond films. The German film M, 1931, directed by Fritz Lang, starred Peter Lorre, in his first film role as a criminal deviant who preys on children. Ooh. I've seen M. M is good. I'm, I'm really worried about the direct Wikipedia link of preys on children. Hold, please. That leads to child murder. <laughs> <laughs> yes, kids, you heard right. If you prey on children, you contribute to child murder. Don't prey on kids. Not even prey like for kids. Not even a direct link, but it literally leads to child murder. 1940s to 1960s. Hitchcock continued his suspense thrillers directing Foreign Correspondent, 1940, the Oscar-winning Rebecca, 1940, Suspicion, 1941, Saboteur, 1942, and Shadow of a Doubt, 1943, which is Hitchcock's own personal favorite. There is no citation for that. Notable non-Hitchcock films of the 1940 include The Spiral Staircase, 1946, Sorry, Wrong Number, 1948. Do you think that, like, someone could just edit this page and then add in movies that aren't suspense and see how long it takes someone? Like, just movies that are, people are less familiar with? I'm sure. I, I... Isn't that, like, the basic con of Wikipedia is how much can we fuck with this page before someone fixes it? But you're going for the high concept if I put in an actual movie title maybe somebody people aren't familiar realize, with that, like will a... realize it's not an action or a suspense thriller film, whatever the hell we're reading currently. Mm -hmm. In the 1950s Hitchcock added Technicolor to his thrillers, now with exotic locales. He reached the zenith of his career with the succession of classic films such as Strangers on a Train, 1951, Dial M for Murder, 1954, with Ray Milland, Rear Window, 1954, and Vertigo, 1958. Non-Hitchcock thrillers of the film of the 1950s include The Night of the Hunter, 1955, Child Charles Laughlin's only film as a director, and Orson Welles' crime thriller, Touch of Evil, 1958. Have you seen any of those? I've seen Rear Window. I've seen... And I think I was thinking of The Lady Vanishes, and I think I have seen The Lady Vanishes. Okay. I've seen Vertigo and Touch of Evil, which has a infamous starting point. Somehow I'm doing better at the suspense thrillers than I was at the, the action movies. We'll see how it continues on. We'll all see. Maybe we'll end at praise on children. <laughs> yeah, you got one more paragraph, yeah. Director Michael Powell's Peeping Tom, 1960, featured Carl Boehm's as a psychopathic cameraman. After Hitchcock classics films of the 1950s, he produced Psycho, 1960s, about a lonely, mother-fixated motel owner and taxidermist 
J. Lee Thompson's Cape Fear, 1962, with Robert Mitchum. Has a menacing ex-con seeking re had a menacing ex-con seeking revenge. A famous thriller of the time of its release was Wait Until Dark, 1967, direct by director Terrence Young, with Audrey Hepburn as a victimized blind woman in her Manhattan apartment. Holy crap, that is an awful like tagline. Also, Audrey Hepburn doesn't get a link there. No, she does not. We then have another caption for the Conversation, 1974, was nominated for three Academy Awards, including Best Picture in 1974. The yes. 1970s to 1980s. Were you going to make a comment? I was just going to talk about... That's one of the few things I've seen Gene Hackman in that isn't um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So, good for Gene Hackman. You're confusing Gene Hackman and Gene Wilder? No, I'm not... Tell me about the 60s and 70s. Okay. Gene Hackman was in The French Connection and Unforgiven. I would put money down that Gene Hackman was not in Charlie in the Chocolate Factory or Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. He was in Young Frankenstein. I've never seen that. Yeah. No, you confused Gene Wilder and Gene Hackman, Abby. I do not think I did. You did. Okay. Well, I was obviously thinking of something else, so let me figure out what, else that, what I was thinking Gene of. Gene Hackman was Lex Luthor. I've never seen that. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll continue. The 1970s saw an increase of violence in the thriller genre, beginning with Canadian director... Ted Kochiff's Wake and Fright, 1971, which almost completely overlapped with the horror genre and Frenzy, 1972, Hitchcock's first British film in almost two decades, which was given an R rating for its vicious and explicit strangulation scene. One of the first films about a fan's being disturbingly... That's not a good sentence. One of the first films about a fan's disturbing obsession with their idol was Clint Eastwood's directorial debut, Play Misty for Me in 1971, about a California disc jockey pursued by a disturbed female listener, played by Jessica Walter. John Borman's Deliverance, 1972, followed the perilous fate of four southern businessmen during a weekend trip. Now, 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 now. In Francis Ford Coppola's The Conversation 1974, a bugging device expert, Gene Hackman, systematically uncovered a covert murder while he himself was being spied upon. I just conflated Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and the Birdcage. <laughs> Which is the only Gene Hackman film that I have ever actually seen, apparently. It, it's not just easier to say that you confuse Gene Hackman and Gene Wilder? No, I obviously <laughs> confused Willy Wonka and the Birdcage. <laughs> Oompa Loompa Doompa Dee Day. Gene Hackman is pretending not to be gay. No, he played the senator. Oompa. Ba loompa, I didn't know. Abby corrected me. Let's get on with the show. 
Alan Pakula's The Parallax View 1974 told of a conspiracy led by the Parallax Corporation surrounding the assassination of a presidential candidate, U.S. Senator, that was witnessed by investigative reporter Joseph Brady, played by Warren Beatty. <laughs> Peter Hyams' science fiction thriller Capricorn 1, 1978, proposed a government conspiracy to fake the first mission on Mars. Brian De Palma usually had themes of guilt, voyeurism, paranoia, and obsession in his films, as well as such plot elements as killing off a main character early on, oh. switching points of view, and dreamlike sequences. Jesus. His notable films include Sisters, 1973, Obsession, 1976, which was slightly inspired by Vertigo, Dress to Kill, 1980, and the assassination thriller Blowout, 1981. Oh, that's a voyeurism Wikipedia page. I wasn't expecting the really ornate um, Greek photo that exists there, dude. Exists there. Nineteen mm-hmm. 1990s to present. In the early nineteen nineties, thrillers oh, had oh, a. Rec- there's there's a caption. You gotta say the caption. I don't want to read the caption. Kathy Bates won the nineteen ninety Academy Award for Best Actress for her role in Misery in nineteen ninety. There was a poster for the movie Misery. In the early nineteen nineties, thrillers had recurring elements of obsession and trapped protagonists who must find a way to escape the clutches of the villain. These devices influenced a number of thrillers in the following year. Rob Reiner's Misery, nineteen ninety, based on a book by Stephen King, featured Kathy Bates as an unbalanced fan who terrorizes an incapacitated author, James Can, who is in her care. Other films include Curtis Hansen's The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, 1992, and Unlawful Entry, 1992, starring Ray Liotta. Detectives-slash-FBI agents hunting down a serial killer was another popular motif in the 1990s. A famous example is Jonathan Demme's Best Picture-winning crime thriller, The Silence of the Lambs, 1991, in which a young FBI FBI agent Clarice Starling, Jodie Foster, engages in a psychological conflict with a cannibalistic psychologist named Hannibal Lecter. Anthony Hopkins, while tracking down a transgender serial killer, Buffalo Bill, and David Finchner's crime thriller... That's a bad transition. Yeah, it seems like there should be a period somewhere mm-hmm. there. Or at... Yeah, because it makes it sound like... Hannibal. Clarice was also looking for... A transgender serial killer, Buffalo Bill. And David Fincher's crime thriller, Seven. 1955. 1995. About the search for a serial killer who reenacts the seven deadly sins... Yeah, that wins her worst paragraph so far. I've that seen... is all one movie, according to the way <laughs> this is written. That would be a crazy-ass movie, but I believe that is multiple films. Clarice, do you hear the director's commentary on Seven Clarice? Uh, I've seen both of those movies. I saw Silence of the Lambs last year at the Horror Marathon. Um, I've seen none of them. Another notable example is Martin Scorsese's Neo... Oh god, not this again. Neo-noir psychological thriller Shutter Island, 2010, in which a U.S. Marshal must investigate a psychiatric facility after one of the patients inexplicably disappears. I've also seen that one. You want to know the spoiler? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. 
Is he's he the psychologist? Is he the patient? Yeah. It's a like a fucking like classic novel that that's built off of. Mm-hmm. I want to say Dickens. I know that's wrong, but he's the only person who's coming to mind at the moment. In recent years, thrillers have often overlapped with the horror genre, having more gore slash sadistic violence, brutality, terror, and frightening scenes. The recent films which had in which this occur include Eden Lake, 2008, The Last House on the Left, 2009, P2, 2007, Captivity, 2007, and Vacancy. Two, apparently 2007 was a really big year. I'm really confused why those aren't in chronological order. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, they're like an almost reverse chronological order. Mm-hmm. Action scenes have gotten so more elaborate in the horror genre. Thriller Films... genre. It's all the same fucking genre. <laughs> Films such as Unknown, 2011, Hostage, 2005, and Cellular, 2004, again, reverse chronological order, have crossed over into the auction genre. Action genre? <laughs> Do I hear one explosion? Two! I see two explosions! Subgenres. The thriller see, film genre. They're all the same fucking film. Everything's the same shit. The thriller film genre includes the following subgenres action thriller, a subgenre of both action film and thriller in which the protagonist confronts dangerous adversaries, obstacles, or situations which he slash she must conquer. Normally in an action setting. Action thrillers usually feature a race against the clock, weapons and explosions, frequent violence, and a clear antagonist. Examples include Dirty Harry, Taken, The Fugitive, I've seen The Fugitive, Snakes on a Plane, I've seen Snakes on a Plane, Speed, Seen It, The Dark Knight, Seen It, Casino Royale, Seen Both Versions, The Hurt Locker, the Terminator, seen it. Battle Royale, seen it. The Die Hard series, seen all of it except for the last one. And the Bourne series, seen like three of them. I've seen none of those. Do you want me to do the next one or do you want me to keep going? Comedy thriller, a genre that combines elements of humor with suspense. Such films include Silver Streak, Dr. Strangelove, Charade, Kiss Kiss, Bang Bang, in Bruges, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Gross Point Blank, The Thin Man, The Big Fix, and The Lady Vanishes. I've seen Dr. Strangelove, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, In Bruges, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, The Thin Man, and... Yep. I have seen The Lady Vanishes, Dr. Strangelove, and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I'm kind of surprised you haven't seen The Thin Man, because I know you see like a lot of older films. Yep, I've not seen that one. They became the inspiration for the elongated man and his wife. DC Comics. You guys can't see the eye roll that just happened there, but be assured it happened. Conspiracy thriller. A film in which the hero or hero... Part of me wants to say they can just use, like, hero as a gender-neutral term, but I guess it's not really a gender-neutral term anymore. Um, a genre in which the the protagonist confronts a large, powerful group of enemies whose true extent only they recognize, as opposed to that S slash he 
That's that's a very poorly written. Yeah. The Chancellor manuscript and the Aquatine 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 Hunger Force progression by Robert Ludlum falls into this category, as do films such as Awake, Snake Eyes, The Da Vinci Code, Edge of Darkness, Absolute Power, Marathon Man in the Line of Fire, Capricorn One, and JFK. I've seen none of those. I want to read the one after this one, so you can read this one. Oh, you just don't want me to get those fun words. No, I don't. Crime thriller. This genre is a hybrid type of both crime films and thrillers, which offers a suspenseful account of a successful or failed crime or crimes. Such films often focus on the criminals rather than a policeman. Central topics include serial killers slash murders, robberies, chases, shootouts, heists, and double crosses. Some examples of crime thrillers involving murderers are Seven, No Country for Old Men, Heat, New Jack City, which has two commas after it, Untraceable, Mindhunters, Kiss the Girls, Along Came a Spider, collateral and copycat. Examples of crime thrillers involving heights or robberies are The Asphalt Jungle, The Score, Rafifi, Entrapment, Heat, and The Killing. I've seen Seven, No Country for Old Men, and those are the only ones. So is No Country for Old Men the Coen Brothers film with the guy with the really sad eyes who's crazy? Anton Sugar. Yeah. Yes. Javier Bardem. That's not Javier Bardem. Anton Sugar is played by Javier Bardem. No, he's not. The guy who does all the murdering with the air pump? Yeah. That's Javier Bardem. I do not believe you. <laughs> and I said, why don't you believe me, Abby? And she said, probably because he's generally more attractive. Yes, that is literally the reason. Javier Bardem as Anton Chigurh. Okay, fine. But yes, the reason is because Javier Bardem is much more attractive than sad murder puppy eyes. <laughs> okay, go in. Erotic thriller, a type of thriller that has an emphasis on eroticism and where the sexual relationship plays an important part in the plot. It has become popular since the 1980s with the rise of the VCR market penetration. <laughs> We're adults. Penetration. The genre includes such films as Sea of Love, Basic Instinct, Chloe, Color of Night, Dress to Kill, Eyes Wide Shut, In the Cut, Lust, Caution, and Single White Female. Giallo, an Italian thriller genre that combines elements of mystery, thriller, slasher, and psychological horror. It deals with an unknown killer murdering people, and the main protagonist has to find out where the killer is. It was popular during the 1960s and 1970s. They're still... They have the wrong there. They are still being produced today, but it is not as common. Citation needed. Spelling check needed. Get your shit together this Wikipedia page. Spelling check, just synonym use. 
Examples include the girl who knew too much, blood and black lace, deep red, the red queen kills seven times, don't torture a duckling, canabre, oh and sleepless. Weirdly, they don't, don't torture a duckling! What the fuck kind of movie title is that? They don't have Suspiria there, which is very, very weird. I, I do not believe we have discussed on while yeah. recording that I have no idea what the hell Suspiria is. So Spirit is about a girl who goes to a dancing school, but uh, all the teachers and staff are witches who are trying to kill her. Oh, that's fun. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice low stakes there. Mm -hmm. Legal Thriller. A suspense film in which the major characters are lawyers and their employees. The system of justice itself is always a major part of these works. At time, almost functioning as one of the characters. <laughs> Have you ever seen They Came Together? No. It's uh, it's a very good comedy movie, but they keep talking about how New York was one of the characters in the story of their love, and like explicitly stating stating it. It is very good. Maybe we should watch that after. It stars Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler. Okay. The Pelican Brief, Presumed Innocent, The Jury, The Client, The Lincoln Lawyer, Hostile Witness, and Silent Witness. Political thriller. A type of film in which the hero or hero... Just say protagonist must ensure the stability of the government. The success of Seven Days in May, 1962 by Fletcher Neville. The Day of the Jackal, 1971 by Frederick Forsyth. And The Manchurian Candidate, 1959 by Richard Condon. Establish this subgenre. Other examples include Topaz. Notorious. The Man Who Knew Too Much, which I've seen. The Interpreter, Proof of Life, State of Play, and The Ghost Rider. Psychological Thriller. In this type of film, until often violent resolution, the conflict between the main characters is a mental and emotional rather than physical. Characters, either by accident or their own curiousness, are dragged into a dangerous conflict or situation that they are not prepared to resolve. To overcome their brutish enemies, characters are reliant not on physical strength, but on their mental resources. This subgenre usually has elements of drama, as there is an in-depth development of realistic characters who must deal with emotional struggles. The Alfred Hitchcock film Suspicion, Shadow of a Doubt, and Strangers on a Train, as well as David Lynch's bizarre and influential Blue Velvet, are notable examples of this type, as are the talented Mr. Lippery. <laughs> the talented Mr. Sl the talented Mr. Lippery. Ripley. The Machinist. Flight Plan. Shutter Island. Secret Window. Identity. Gone Girl. Red Eye. Photo Booth. Fatal Attraction. The River Wild. Panic Room. Misery. Cape Fear. And Funny Games. I've seen. Blue Velvet, uh, that's the only new one. Yep. Here. I got zero there. Blue Velvet is weird. But it's apparently influential. Mm-hmm. You get to see Dennis Hopper get very hopped up on drugs and hump bad things. Social Thriller, a type of thriller that uses suspense to augment attention to abuses of power and instances of oppression in society. This new shub... <laughs> This new subgenre gained notoriety in 2017 with the release of Get Out. I've seen that. I've not actually seen Get Out. Get Out. 
Spy film. A film in which the protagonist is generally a government agent who must take violent action against agents of a rival government. Or, in recent years, terrorists. The subgenre often deals with the subject of espionage in a realistic way, as in the adaptation of John Le Carre's novel. John Le Carre. Thank you. It is a significant aspect of British cinema. With leading British directors such as Alfred Hitchcock and Carol Reed making notable contributions, and many films set in the British Secret Service. Thrillers within this subgenre include Spy Game, Hannah, Traitor, Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy, The Tourist, The Parallax View, The Taylor of Panama, Mission Impossible, Unknown, The Recruit, and the James Bond franchise, The Debt, The Good Shepherd, and Three Days of Candor. Three Days of the Condor. That too. I've seen the James Bond franchise. I have seen... And also some Mission Impossible. Zippo. Supernatural thriller. Films that include an otherworldly element such as fantasy or the supernatural. Mixed with tension, suspense, or plot twists. Sometimes the protagonist or villain has some psychic ability and superpowers. Examples include Fallen, Frequency, In Dreams, Flatliners, Jacob's Ladder, The Skeleton Key, What Lies Beneath, Unbreakable, The Sixth Sense, The Gift, The Dead Zone, and Horns. Techno Thriller, a suspenseful film in which the manipulation of a sophisticated technology plays a prominent part. Examples include The the Thirteenth Floor, iRobot, Source Code, Eagle Eye, Supernova, Hackers, The Net, Future World, Existence, and Virtuosity. Yeah, that too. Uh, I've seen iRobot and Hackers. Hackers is wonderful garbage. Wait, is that the one about teens? Yes. Do wait, do they have to like steal like SAT results? No. No. That's the one with a young Angelina Jolie and it begins with the FBI assaulting a house where a six-year-old is like hacked into the government computers. That's great. See also AFI's 100 Years 100 Thrills. And this was last edited by RFL0216 who wanted us to disambiguate mystery and mystery film. Uh, he did a bunch of stuff. That was really all he wanted to change? Yeah. He's very bad at this, given everything else he could have changed in this page. Yeah, uh, so what is the link that you want to know more about? I I think the link that I want to know more about, I already found out more about, Mm -hmm. because it led to child murder. (laughs) (laughs) And again, that particular link was written as... Hang on, let me find it. Praise on children. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to find something that's... Oh my god! Child murder, though, looks... I'm gonna say this in the... I do not mean this in the creepy way that it's going to come across. It looks like a delightful Wikipedia page. 
The first subtopic under child murder is punishment by jurisdiction. <laughs> oh. I may just be reading this Wikipedia page tonight for fun. I think you got the best, uh, like, possible additional subject. Yeah, I don't think you can outdo child murder. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what have you learned about John Wick? I have learned that there are going to be lots of guns. Mm-hmm. And lots of punchies. Mm-hmm. And maybe some secrety shit happening. Yep. There's going to be thrills, chills, and neonoir. Oh, I did not enjoy that at all. I do not really remember what the fuck neo-noir is, so... We're off to a smashing start. Yep. Please join us next week. And or the next time we get around to recording one of these, in which maybe we'll actually get to talk about something other. Uh, there, there's two words between where we have ended and our next subject as we get into Chad Stileski. So make sure to tag him in all of your tweets for that episode that's coming up. Uh, Abby, where can people find you online? Um, I, hang on. I, at some point I'm going to have this ready at this answer at the ready. I have actually made my first tweet. Mm-hmm. I am now an active Twitter user. Um, who the hell am I? Uh, if you click on <laughs> the notifications. Yep. I can be found on Twitter at, at Abnonymous. That is A-B-B-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S. And you can find me on Twitter at, at Coltreg. That's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. Uh, John Wick is a semi-regular podcast. As things change, we'll probably get these a bit more like updated. And you can uh, visit our website at johnwicky.com. And you can follow our Twitter at, at johnwickypodcast on Twitter. Uh, we'll be back next time as we talk about a human being as opposed to a film genre. Thank fuck. Until then. Please read the entire Wikipedia on child murder. Okay. <laughs> Peace.